Hey guys, it's JG. I just want to take a minute to thank you for downloading this podcast. And remember to come back every week for a new episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen on Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Ah! Okay, Paul. Paul Williams. Yeah. Nice to meet you. I'm Brian De Palma. Nice okay, to meet you. You're shaking a lot. I got... Okay, yeah, well, that's because I just got the greatest fucking idea for a movie ever, 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 ever. Trust me. Okay, what All is right. it? All right, so it's going to be Fam of the Opera meets uh, uh, Pictures of Dorian Gray meets Faust. Um... And I want you to write and write the music for it. Wait, why am I... Okay. And I want you to be in it, too. Okay. Yeah. I need to go take a bath. Can we write that in? Yes, we can write that in too. And All that's right. yes, that yes. And then you get to you you see yourself in the mirror, and then you you turn in the mirror, you turn into the devil, and you make yourself sign a co- blood contract where you have to like you want to be young forever, but you have to like sign this blood pact, and that 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 picture has to stay around. You know, like pictures of Dorian Gray, and or else you yeah. Will die. Hold on, hold on. Then, I'm not I'm not quite getting it. Give me some of that shit. Give me some. Of yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here. Try that. Okay, I actually really like the way that you're going yeah. with this. I think that it would be really cool if I am in like a bath or a bubble bath and I'm trying to slip oh, yes. my wrist. I'm going to kill myself. Yes, you're going to kill, kill myself. Exactly. And then and then all of a sudden I see me and then me says to me and I'm like I'm like, "Hey, me." And I'm like, "Whoa." And he's like, "You know, maybe if you just kill yourself, you you won't be young forever, but you'll be dead." And I'm like, "I don't want to be dead. Actually, I do." And then he's like, "Oh no, because then I get young." I yeah. say young forever and, and then I can't kill myself. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't need to. Right, because you're young forever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to have this weird guy with like an owl mask. And owl every, mask. Yeah, can he owl have a cape? Man. Yes, he can, can have, have a cape. Glorious cape. One eye. One eye. One Metal eye. teeth. Met- oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's get obscure, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 31 of Obscure Just the Silver Screen. I'm J.G. Murphy, this is Remy Gray, and we watched another obscure movie that we never heard of, and we're going to talk about it for you today. However, apparently this movie that we watched is a cult film. Uh, it I was never... a box office disaster. Yeah, but it was a cult classic. In fact, when I told my dad we were doing this movie, he was like, yes, I love that movie, yes! <laughs> Which I'm I'm on board with him. Yeah, I. This was the greatest movie I think we've like in terms of like non ironically like this movie was actually amazing. I still think of like my favorite movies that we've ever watched, <laughs> and I, I will always keep uh, Dolce X Rama at the very tip. Yeah, yeah, because that was that was that a was, joy for me. That was a joy, but like. But this movie this was, movie actually, was good. actually a good it's, film. It's what? Uh, okay, so we we watched Robert Englund's um, Phantom, Phantom of the, the Opera, Opera, and we watched The Shadow. Both of those movies are movies that I want to like because they have cool elements, and then I don't like it. This movie finally satisfied. It that has itch. all the amazing elements, and it's de- and it delivers. It looks like something that I would love, and, and then, I do, and then some. Uh, the movie we watched, ladies and gentlemen, was Brian De Palma's from 1974. Let me rephrase that. From 1974, Brian De Palma's The Phantom of the Paradise, starring William Finley, Paul Williams, Jessica Harper, and a cameo by Rod Serling. 
Yeah, which was wild. Because, uh, um, he, he opens the movie, and it is literally like the Twilight Zone opening. There's this, image. and we thought, and we, and we just thought, oh, it's some guy impersonating Rod Serling. But I looked it up, and it's like, holy fuck, no, it's actually Rod Serling. Like I made this comment, being like, this Rod Serling wannabe. And then, <laughs> and then John was just like, yeah, fuck that guy. And then we looked it up, and yeah, it is it just is Rod, Rod Serling. Serling. It's like, which is great that they got him to do that. Yeah, you know? because it is like this zoomed-in image of something that you can't quite tell it yeah. is, and it's zooming out and slowly so, spinning. Yeah, and then you hear like in this world where I can't even do Rod Serling's know, right? voice. Yeah. Like, I just want to uh, do a little bit of backstory of how we arrived at this movie. Uh, I really wanted to do uh, more musicals. Uh, I just thought doing cat like, but I wanted to do cats. like fuck cats, <laughs> yeah, fuck cats. But I wanted to do like obscure movie musicals. Like yeah. I feel like I I know you and I have both seen this, but I feel like Repo the Genetic Opera is in our future. Somewhere. Yeah, I, I uh, agree. I feel like that might be more well known, but it might well, be fun well, to visit. We, like maybe do like a throwback episode for that because sure. that's a really fun movie. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but it's I, okay. I wa- but it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not great, but it, it's good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's like on the same level. Well, maybe not the same level, but it it's. I would kind of put it in the same category as Rocky Horror Picture Show. This film that we just watched? Or, or Repo? Repo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd put this film actually in the same category as... as I would say this is more Rocky Horror in fact, I than think, Repo is. You know, because Rocky Horror came after this. Right. So this is kind of the precursor to Rocky Horror. Interesting. Not a prequel, but the, definitely the precursor. Yeah, yeah, because like looking at some of the characters, uh, we'll we'll get into it. Yeah, but it especially like the has music. The music is, sounds it's it's very that, similar. It's that like old school rock and roll. Yeah, that where 1970s it's like piano, kind of like, yeah, kind and of like then like shirtless loaf, you know, and a big scarf and which glitter meatloaf, everywhere. Meatloaf is in Rocky Horror Picture Show, but yeah. you know that piano rock. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It, so I, I I searched obscure musicals. Obscure movie musicals, and this was the first one that was on the list. And I watched Perfect. the trailer, and I said, "We yes, absolutely." And Brian De Palma directs this. Fuck yeah, yeah. You know? and, and Brian De Palma is an interesting guy because uh, I just watched a documentary on him actually two days ago before we recorded this episode, and uh, he is a, a weird dude. Um, if you couldn't tell from his movies, uh, but he, he has just this feeling that you know, well, nobody understands me, and they all hate my movies, and that's just how it goes, and. If you look at it, because Brian De Palma is part of that group, uh, kind of like the Rat Pack of directors, uh, or like all these guys from the 70s. It was De Palma, it was Scorsese, Lucas, uh, G- Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola. They were all friends. You know, they all, uh, they didn't all go to school together, but they all like, you know, uh, became friends and kind of formed this group. And, you know, I would argue that, well, Ford Coppola has the a distinction of making what many consider the greatest movie ever made in The Godfather. And then, which uh, like many people consider... I don't agree with that. I think Godfather's amazing. I just don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, I mean, I, I see exactly where you're coming from. But, I don't but, think I would be able to call it the greatest movie ever made because I haven't seen every movie in the world. Exactly. It but, is up there, though. But it is it is a great film, and it is uh, it, it is worthy of the prestige it has. You know? Yeah. Um, but then you have, like, you know, in my opinion, Scorsese and Spielberg, it's really hard to tell which one of those is, like, because it's, it's between those two who's the best of that group right. in terms of, like, movie makers. Right. Because... Uh, both of those guys have had just these long careers and have continuously made hit after hit after hit. I, I Sorry that I just like started <laughs> making sounds and stopped. I would probably lean more towards Spielberg. Yeah. Except the only thing is that it, a it, lot of his movies, you watch them and it feels exactly like his other movies. Yeah, well, because like Spielberg He's is got funny. A flavor. Yeah, it, it all of his movies are very different subjects and genres, you know? I mean, I mean, yeah, he does a lot of the same genre, you know, 
has done a lot of movies in the same genre, but right. like he 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 doesn't try to repeat himself too much. But there is that Spielberg feel to like it, like Super Eight and E. T. Uh, he didn't direct Super Eight. Oh, that he was did. J.J. Abrams. Oh, for yeah. some reason he, I thought that was Spielberg. Close Encounters in E. T. How about that? Okay, I mean, I guess those are different enough. Though. And like War of the Worlds. Yeah. Um, but then you look at movies like you know Schindler's List. I think looks very different, or or Saving Private Ryan. Both those look very different than any of his other movies. Sure. But there is a sort of a the, the what people call the Spielberg uh, idealism. You know, where there's just always this kind of optimism and hope in his movies. There really and there, is. And he, it's he, nice. It's, it's it a little makes sanitized. Me feel good. Like if you watch like Empire of the Sun, you know, that's very sanitized because like it's a kid stuck in a concentration camp. You know, uh, well, not a concentration. camp. It's not a concentration camp, but it's definitely like a prisoners of war camp. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of like there's still like hope. You know, and yeah. you know, for for this kid who's in the who's in the midst of just this, these atrocities. Um, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that Schindler's List has any optimism in it. It's pretty. Uh, Can me every <laughs> time I see that girl in the red dress, I'm just like, or the red jacket, I'm just like, oh, hey, buddy, hey. you're gonna be fine. And then she's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> uh, but then, like, if you look at Scorsese, though, like Scorsese has the Scorsese flavor too. But he'll every once in a while do a movie like Hugo or Shutter Shutter Island, yeah, where it's just kind of like, or Silence, where it's like. Whoa! This is so different than anything you've ever done. I am a big fan of Shutter Island, even though like I, I, I almost I know a lot of people I who want, fucking hate that. I movie. want to not like it, but every time I've seen it, I'm like, it's like this is cool. Like, this is really fucking rad. And I get the argument why. I mean, I know we're going on a tangent right That's now. It's fine, no. but but I I understand why people don't like that film. Yeah. It's a little cliche. It does a lot of cliche things. But every time I'm watching well, it's based it, on I'm a just book, like, though. yeah, you know. But but still, every time I'm watching it, I'm like. Fuck, dude! I can't hate this movie. I love it. Right. It's great. It's, it's great. DiCaprio, you know. Yeah. But like Scorsese, you know, he's made Mean Streets and uh, uh, the, the Departed, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Good right. Fe- Goodfellas, which is one of my absolute Goodfellas favorite so movies good. ever. Yeah. Um, in fact, I like that more than The Godfather. I agree. When it comes it's to more like fun. When it comes to gangster, yeah, Godfather's very stiff. Good mm-hmm. stiff. Goodfellas is more, you know, like eh, fa- you, it feels like you're part of the family, you know, because there's just more fun in it. Uh, and Ray Liotta is fucking great, and yeah. De Niro, of course. Anyway, and then you know Lucas, of course, has the distinction of making Star Wars, you know. But then we have, and also creating Indiana Jones. But then right. we have De Palma, who <laughs> uh, he's not exactly a critic's darling. However, he makes very interesting movies uh, right. because he is, as he described himself, he is from the uh, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock uh, film school. You know, and because uh, he, in fact, in the documentary I watched about him, he said, you know, everybody calls uh, Hitchcock an influent, an influential director. Yet I see nobody else doing it, doing his stuff besides me. Hmm. I'm the only one that you know continues. I guess you're right. I, I that haven't kind seen of very much style uh, Hitchcockian. But if you look directing, at if yeah. you look at De Palma movies, they all are you know have Hitchcocks. Even I mean, here this, this it had yeah. straight up a scene from Psycho. Yeah, the, the shower scene in Psycho. Yeah, it straight up has that. You know, but if you watch like Dress to Kill or Body uh, uh, Body Double or um, Raising Cain, they all have that very that very much the uh, uh, Hitchcock feel to them. Yeah, but and, and even Carrie to a certain extent has that as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, De Palma's never been a critic's darling, but he has. You know, he's made Carrie. And he uh, did the orig- the first Mission Impossible movie, which is uh, fantastic. The The Untouchables, great, uh, which is a great movie. You know, so he's made some great films. Uh, it's just that I get including I think, including the Phantom, the Phantom of the Paradise, which God, I just 
you know, we like to take a break in the movies, you know, every once in a while because we just feel like we need to take a, a, a kind of a mini short break. Yeah. But this, we were just... I, I looked at it at one point. It's like, oh shit, we only have like twenty minutes left in the movie. That's great. Like, okay, this movie's clipping along, and we didn't even, you know. But we also kind of sat. We're like, oh, it's almost over. Yeah, because <laughs> we enjoyed it so much. It's fun. It's, yeah, it's a cool film. Uh, so let's let's, let's get jump into on it. In. Let's jump on into let's it now that we've given boo. the background to it. I just dropped my pen, Whoop. and I'm back. <laughs> uh, so we open up with Rod Serling, you know, giving a narration about. What's going on in this he world? He says, he says, like this is a story of like a man who sells his soul, and he's working on music and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. He's mm-hmm. trying to find a sound, and will he find that sound? We'll find out in this film. Exactly, and then we go much. into this theater called the Paradise. Um, I guess it's the Paradise. No, 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 no it's the, the Majestic. Paradise, the Majestic. The yeah. Paradise isn't open yet, which I believe is a Jim Carrey film. The majestic. <laughs> the maje- It's not just the mask. No, no, no. There's <laughs> no. There's a movie. I fuck. It's called. I'm pretty sure it's called The Majestic. It's one of Jim Carrey's er, Jim Carrey's early serious films, uh, and it's about a theater called The Majestic. Interesting. So I wonder if that is a real story. I don't fucking know. I remember seeing that as I was a kid, but who knows? Yep. Uh, but anyway, so like in this majestic theater, we have this band called the Juicy Fruits playing <laughs> the and Juicy Fruits, and they're doing like 1950s rock and roll. It's kind of Beach Boysy. Well, not not necessarily Beach Boysy because they do Beach Boys later. Um, sure, but this is kind of more like Frankie Valley. Yeah, it's, it's a little Four Johnny seasons. Be Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know Elvis Presley, that early, like that mid nineteen fifties rock and roll, right? Uh, or like even I guess you could say like um, what's his name, um, Buddy Holly. No, okay, uh, <laughs> Little Richard. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, they're singing and, ha- and it's a great song. You know, it's really fun. Yeah, and it's like, all right, this is cool. This is jazzy. I can get down with this. This is a fun way to open the movie. Uh, I can't tell you what the song is about because it. I just was listening to beautiful music. He <laughs> he was telling the story of the song, and it's like about this girl who it's it's actually cool because it kind of foreshadows the entire film. It's about this girl who will do anything to become famous. Right, and and, and then at the end, she like dies like in the song. Oh, and, interesting. And it's foreshadowing. That's, that's when he was doing like the stabbing himself on stage thing, where he's like dancing right. around. Right, and when he and did that, that, we were like, "Whoa!" Did he just? Ki- oh, he just right now. He's doing a yeah, bit. yeah. He's doing a bit. <laughs> he's he's um, just performing. But then we get to like we, we see like there's these auditions going on. Uh, well, at- well, uh, it it cuts from that to up in the sound booth, and there's right. this like fat dude named Philbin. Philbin. Philman. Philbin. Philbin. Okay, like Philbin. Regist Philbin. <laughs> Regist Regist Philbin. Okay. So Philbin, hi, I'm Regis Philbin, is like kind of looking at the camera, and we thought that he was just talking to the audience or whatever, like, like cool, uh, the he's watchers. kind of telling us, yeah. you know, that kind he's of just land, like, land for us. He's doing this whole like, well, they've got this good sound, but I don't really know if they got what it takes. Like, what what do you think? Like, what do you think? You enjoying this as you as you watching us put this thing on, and then all of a sudden a hand comes out, like it's a point of view shot rather than him yeah. talking to the audience, and it's like, no, no, no. And we're just like we still have to listen to other acts. We're like, oh yeah. shit! Okay, he's not. He's talking been talking to, to somebody. Yeah. Uh, that somebody is uh, Swan, right? Who is the head of this record label? Who is played by Paul Williams? Yeah, who was fucking awesome in this movie. But every yeah. time, like you know, he's like, "Yep, Paul Williams is so fucking sexy, man. You just want to bone him." 
And he's like this like tiny little dude with a little pooch. Yeah, he's pooch. short. You know, he's kind of like skinny, but he's got a pooch. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, ah, he's, he's, he's adorable. He's cute. But yeah. his clothes are so fucking fly. Dude, he has like those fly collars. Most of his shirts are made out of like a neon colored silk. And then he's yeah. got like a embroidered blazer. And oh, it's awesome. It's the 70s, man. It was a lawless it was a time. hard 70s. It was a hard 70s. And this is 74, so it's right in the middle of that. And then, then, and then the next act comes on. And he's like, I guess auditioning, I guess. Yeah. But it's this guy named uh, uh, Winslow Leach. Yeah, Winslow Leach. And he's playing the piano, and he's doing this beautiful song. Uh, it's kind of like an Elton John ballad. Yeah, it had like, a very, like, like kind of... like, the more serious ones, like, yeah. sort of Candle in the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. And we Goodbye, hear... Goodbye, Norma Jean. <laughs> no, I don't. Near you. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, then it cuts back to the sound booth, and then you hear Swan say... Do you hear that? And he's like, what, this creep down there? And he's like, no, I'm not talking about the creep. I'm talking about the music. music yeah. Do you hear that sound? And he's like, yeah, it's that creep down there playing it. And he's like, no, f- stop. Forget, forget the creep. A, yeah, Just listen. This is amazing. So he like yeah. wants... And it's, and it's the song about... Uh, it's, it's a song that is like a series of songs. Uh, the first of a series of songs that are about Faust. Right, the Germanic magician that sells yeah. his soul to the devil. Yeah. Great, fantastic story. Cool. There yeah. are a also, handful of operas that when, are written about when, Faust. In the opening, when we when I when I said Faust. Yeah, in the opening when I said, you know, uh Family Opera meets Pictures of Dorian Gray meets Faust, I wasn't joking. That was Brian De Palma's uh, you know, idea Concept was to like for this. mix these three uh, you know, stories into one movie. Yeah. Uh, and like the first half of the movie is heavily, and it's more so like the 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 movie follows the tropes of Family Opera, but then it uh it incorporates you know the pictures of Dorian Gray part at the end, and then like the musical is Faust. Right. You know, or or the music that and they're trying to perform is Faust. There's a little Faust. bit of selling your soul and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's not. They're also it's weird co- how that isn't a thing in the Dorian Gray story, but that's just what you take away from it, right? Because in both the book and the uh, Ben Barnes film with uh, Colin Firth, they do the same thing where it's just Dorian being like, "I wish I could be this young forever," and then um, Harry, Lord Henry, is just like, huh, "Careful what you wish for," and that's kind of it. Yeah, like, he didn't sell his soul; it just happened, right? And now he's like dealing with this weird thing because he said that one Here time. Here they actually like, sign contracts. Yeah, like blood, like blood contracts. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, this is you know Winslow and uh, and then we and then they're like, oh Winslow, we're gonna you know take your we're gonna uh, use your uh, perform your music you know and we're gonna produce it and it's gonna be great. Well, then a month goes by, and Winslow goes to Death Records, which is what Swan runs. Coolest, most badass name yeah. for a record label. It's like, what can we make sound scary? Well, like, Death Records. That's, but the thing is, though, is that like uh, they had to put that in afterwards because the original record na- company name was going to be Swan Re- uh, Swan Records, which is already a record label that did Led Zeppelin uh, Led Zeppelin's albums. Uh, so they couldn't do that. So that's why, like, if you notice in the movie Remy, I did. But uh, sometimes, like on the podium when they're outside uh, of the. Uh, of the plane, like on the tarmac, and and they're at yeah. the podium at one point. You saw that um, Swan logo. You saw the death the Death Records logo, but it was like, it was kind of uh, 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 Viz Effects imposed onto the. Uh, oh, so I, think I the didn't Swan even notice that. So they record, added it in post. Yeah, so they had put it in post. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so yeah, that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, so he goes to Death Records. I wonder and how like, much if we rewatch this, how many times that they're like. 
oh, what record label are you working for? And then cut away from the dude's face and be like, Death Records. Yeah. And then cut back to him so that you don't see him straight up say, Swan. Right. Uh, And then, so he goes to the the receptionist, uh, Will Winslow does, and says, you know, I was asked to see Swan and nobody ever called me, so I just thought I'd come by. Oh, we we, we blew over a small bit. Um, The Philbin, the sound dude, who's also like the right-hand man of Swan, goes and meets up with Winslow when he's like hanging out and backstage. Mm-hmm. He's like, Hey, we really like your, we, Hey, we really like your tunes. He oh yeah. Also, he definitely eats caper, caper he, yeah, sandwiches. He's, he's a caper sandwich guy. Yeah. So he's like, Hey, we definitely like your tunes. Uh, Mr. Swan wants you to, uh, maybe, maybe record with them or something. Maybe, maybe we could have, uh, the juicy fruits sing your music. No. And then no. Winslow. Yeah. Freaks the fuck freaks out. Cause he fucking hates the juicy fruits. And he doesn't want anyone else playing this. No, he wants to do it himself. And then, and then he's like, oh, whoa, 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 all right, all right, man, like, chill, chill, it's just an idea. Maybe you could send us one of your, one or two of your uppity songs. And then he's just like, I, I'm writing a cantata, it's, it's like 200 pages, it's, it's one story, it can't just be two songs, it's the story of Faust, it's, it's this amazing, and he's like, all right, whatever, I don't really care that much, but, <laughs> like, Mr. Swan wants your music, so, right, uh, yeah. so he's gonna fly out to fucking buttfuck, I don't know where, and, <laughs> it's, it buttfuck, Remy doesn't remember, and we'll contact you in the morning, first thing in the morning, don't you worry, I give my word. And then they don't. So now we're here at at Death Records, and, you know, he tells the receptionist, I was meant to be seen, but nobody ever called me, so I just thought I'd come by. And she's like, mm, yeah, let me check the files. And she checks the files, and she finds his name, and, like, you know, raises the file and says, not to be seen. Mm, it's like, mm. security, security, <laughs> security, security, security. And then security comes out, and it's these two dudes... Dressed like cowboys, but everything they're wearing is made out of blue denim. Yes. <laughs> they are funky 70s cowboys. Also, like, all of all of uh, uh, Swan's, like, you know, goons, goons, like, they all, like, wear eye black. You know, like, baseball players wear? Or football players? Yeah, football players. Or basketball players? I don't know. Not basketball know. players. Okay. Football, <laughs> baseball and football players, mostly. No, not golf players. Okay. So, they, yeah, so they have the eye black on, and uh, they, they chase him around, and, uh, and then... Then he, so then later on he, he tries to track down Swan again and he finds all these women, or he goes like to Swan's mansion, I guess, and he finds that all these women are in line to like, and, and they're all like singing this song, which he recognizes. They're all like, like kind of rehearsing and yeah. auditioning while they're like, they're, they're waiting to audition. Yeah. And then he's like, Hey, that's my music, you know? And, and he meets this one girl named Phoenix, uh, and, who sings it beautifully. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, if anybody were to sing it, you'd sing it, you know. He's like, but I gotta talk to Swan in there. What's he doing? What, like, I need to talk to him. And she's like, wait, who are you? It's like, I'm Will, I'm Winslow Leach. I, I don't know that. I name. wrote the music. Well, then why isn't your name on the music? I because they stole it from me, and that, we need to talk. Uh, oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. So he tries to go in, but they don't let him in. Yeah. Right? And also, uh, like he, I think he's kind of like saying, "Gotta be with, a girl to go in that." He's room. saying with Phoenix as she's in line, and they're like chatting. And then Phoenix is next, and the door opens, and Philbin is like on top of some girl, like they're fully clothed, right? But he's like on top of some girl on a couch, and then he like gives a thumbs up, and then the guards like pick her up and take her backstage or whatever. And then it's like next, and then Phoenix goes in, 
Doors close. Immediately, you hear her scream, and then she runs out, and she's just like, I wanted to sing. I, d- I don't, I'm not going to do that. Right. And then he's like, wait, I need to talk to you guys. And then, like, bust in, and then they're like, security, and then the denim cowboys take him outside. Yeah, like you got to be a girl to go in that room. Yeah. You know, so what happens next? Well, it cut to that room, and it's like these girls on this circular waterbed. And they're all, like, high off of, like, what I imagine is opium or something. Yeah, and they all wear, like, like, wearing uh, silk slips, you know? Yeah. And, and clearly, like, and they say, like, you know, oh, yeah, uh, fucking, you know, like uh, I Swan, came here to is sing. Wa- Swan is watching us, and, they, and he wants us to have an orgy. Yeah. It's like, uh, Okay. And then one girl was like, well, didn't you come here to sing? And she's like, well, I auditioned to sing, but I just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, but then we find out that one of the girls is, is Winslow, Winslow in disguise. Yeah. And Swan comes in and he's like, and he says, quote, get rid of the fag. Yeah. So and, and Winslow people, jumps up and he's it, just like, uh, 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 Swan. Don't yeah. you remember? And he's like, Jesus, dude, get the fuck get out the of fuck here. Get the fuck out of my, uh, my <laughs> house. You know, and yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's the 1970s, so, you know, that's the language they used. Uh, we apologize if that offends anybody, but, you know, that's the language we used, and we're just reporting, you know, what we watched. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so then he's, you know, Winslow's still in lady dress. Uh, you know, he's he's in the bushes outside. With, like, a bloody eye and, yeah. like, a busted nose. His glasses are fucked up. And these two cops come by, and they basically are just like, what are you doing? You're a pervert? You know, what are you doing here? Because he's just, like, in a dress. His yeah. butt's out. Like, he's bleeding out of his face. He's, and he's got like, a purse. he's like, oh, uh, Swan in there. He stole my music, and I'm trying to get it back to get my name on it. You know, it's my music. And they're like, really? Let me see your purse. Because he has a purse with him. And he can't, and his glasses are off by right at this point, so he can't see anything. So they take his purse, and then they plant drugs in there, like right in front of his face, because he can't see a damn thing. He's right. blind as a bat. So they plant drugs in there, and they're like, oh, look what we found in your bag. It's like, no, it's not me. It wasn't me. It's like, don't you know the penalty for uh, uh, holding fucking coke? <laughs> yeah, you're sent to Sing Sing. Right. Sing and Sing Sing. Which is, is a real prison. Oh, really? It is. It's I a real prison. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just laughing at Sing Sing. No, it's it's in New York, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, Sing Sing. New, like New York State, not sure, the city. Sure. Um, gotta Sing Sing. I just I know Sing Sing from the producers. They sent oh, him to Sing Sing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's Sing Sing. Prisoners of love, blue skies above. <laughs> um. So so while he's at Sing Sing, he's like in this line. They're all wearing white. And oh yeah, they're taken into like the, the the warden's office. Yeah, and apparently Swan owns the prison. Right, so he's like fucking with crazy shit. Right, and and he's like, uh, you know, Swan wants to you know test you know test people out. Like with you stuff. guys are all volunteers, and yeah. Wilson's like, I'm not a volunteer. I didn't volunteer for. I'm innocent. So like, well, everybody's the, innocent here. Yeah, the know? warden goes like, raise your hand if you're innocent. And Everybody raise right. their hand. And then he goes on to say, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, What he goes on to say is that, like, you know, he's like, we're going to take out your teeth. We're going to put metal teeth in st- instead anyway. Because, hey, you know, teeth, you know, are disease-harboring things. Might as well get rid of them. You won't have a problem. Yeah. And everybody's like, and, and Winslow's like, no, I don't want that. Well, he didn't have a choice in the matter. Cut to, like, what is it? Like six, six months later. Mm, yeah. Six months, yeah. And you see him, like, working the... Uh, Working the line, the production line. And the production line is for this fun new fad that is sweeping the nation. It is a game board, a board game <laughs> called Tinklewinks. 
and it seems like there's a bunch of little parts and, and a booklet and maybe something that spins. And you see Winslow and his hair is kind of cut or it's oh, like it's, cut, it's like shaved yeah. but like growing back all like and like crypt you keepery. see his metal teeth. Yeah, he's got metal teeth it's and so he looks fucking, he looks fucking nuts. It's so fucking metal, dude. It's so metal. <laughs> his teeth are so fucking metal. It's so metal. And uh, then he like this one uh, guard comes by, like walks by, and I guess they he like like a juicy fruit song is playing on the radio and it pisses Winslow off and he so like so he jumps over he steps on so many tinkle winks yeah those tinkle winks hey those are my tinkle winks <laughs> i just like saying tinkle wink tinkle wink tinkle wink yeah and 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 then he like he tries to escape oh he escapes inside a box Oh, yeah. Yeah, he jumps into the production line. There's, like, a big cardboard box full of Tinkle Winks, and he gets packaged with all the Tinkle Winks and mm-hmm. goes to the Tinkle Wink truck that is delivering all the Tinkle Winks, <laughs> and he jumps out in his Tinkle Wink box and then breaks free of his Tinkle Wink box, and, and he's not a Tinkle Wink. No, he is himself. Yeah. And then he breaks into Death Records, I guess, and... Uh, oh, yeah, he just busts the fuck and, in there and he like you know he just runs past reception down, except one box he leaves one box you know yeah, he leaves like 12 boxes standing behind. yeah and he's and, like smashing records yeah and then he gets he goes he, to the record press and he trips and he falls into the record press well he's uh, he's got a fucking stick of dynamite oh, he's that's gonna right. throw it into the record press and the record press says careful hot <laughs> and he's just like fuck that noise i'm a badass and he's got the dynamite in hand. He's like getting ready to light it and throw it in. And then all of a sudden, a cop is like, Are you face? And he's got like a gun pointed at him. And then I guess he, he falls just in falls in. Yeah. To the record yeah. press. And the record press smushes his face. Oh, oh, his sleeve is caught. Remember right, his sleeve is his caught. Sleeve is his caught. sleeve gets caught on the button that activates it. It like had a hole in it or something. Yeah. So then he's like, oh, and then he's like stuck there, loses his balance, and his arm is still stuck outside of it. His face presses up against the like red hot uh, right. record press, and it, and it and burns half his, his face a little bit, and it burns half of his face off, yeah. off basically. And so then, then it he's cuts like to him running outside, like with his face half burnt, and then I guess a cop shoots him and he falls into the river. Yeah, and they presume him dead. Like the spinning newspaper that shoots at you at the screen is like, he did, but but body could not be found. Yeah, body could not be found. And then cut to, uh, I guess, I guess this is the paradise. That yeah, it hasn't been opened yet, but they're you know running the running rehearsals and they're running you know getting ready to open it. Because they're going to use the juicy fruits to sing, which are now the beach bums. Yeah, the beach bums. Yeah, the beach bums. They changed their name twice in this movie. Yeah, uh, uh, and and but then we get like this whole first person shot of you know of who we assume is Winslow. Then uh, it's very Halloween. Yeah, like with the kid with the mask, and he's and like, he's like <sighs> <sighs> and nobody notices him. Yeah, and then he no- sees two. Do- he sees two doors. One says wardrobe. One says wardrobe storage. And then I was like, is the next door storage storage? <laughs> right. Next or storage wardrobe. Wardrobe, wardrobe. wardrobe. <laughs> wardrobe, wardrobe. Uh, but he goes into wardrobe storage. Warage storage. Warage storage. Yep. Please to me. Yeah, so he goes into wardrobe things. storage and he takes like this this leather suit. You like know. Cool leather. It's like, it's it's almost a straight jacket. And a, yeah. Yeah. And it's got like buckles and belts everywhere and whatnot it's very and edward scissorhands yes it is yeah in fact i wouldn't be surprised if tim burton was a little uh influenced yeah uh, with that look. It, it's actually very like vinyl and it's got those yeah. weird straps and he takes a cape badass cape and yeah. he also takes 
this owl mask. It's a crazy like metal owl mask. Yeah. And it has like these two fucking black lenses and he like pops one of them out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool look. Yeah. He's dope. So then like his good eye can see out and then his bad side of his face can't be seen. Yeah. And then and, like uh, you can see his mouth. It's like it's like Batman's cowl but like bigger. Yeah. And then he puts a bomb into, because the beach bombs, formerly known as the Juicy Fruits, are, are rehearsing. And he puts a bomb into a set piece that is like looks like a, a little a, beach like a, car. Yeah, like a bug. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the plan is to, you know, blow up and kill the Juicy Fruit. But he doesn't do that, I guess, because it just blows up and everybody goes, ah! I think it kills, like, some of the dancers. and Oh, some of the hot babes. Yeah, there were a lot of hot babes that got babe blown. Their titties just all over <laughs> There is a lot of boobage in this movie. There's a lot of boob. Yeah, because uh, as as Brian De Palma once said in the documentary I watched, he said he loves women, he loves to follow women, and photograph women. And it's like, dude, just stop. As, that, you're, as you're the interviewer fucking, is just like, uh-uh, 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 stop, no, stop. No. And the interviewer, the guy who directed this movie, this uh, this uh, documentary. Uh, documentary, was Noah Baumbach, who directed Francis Ha. And uh, okay. it's like, I think I think he's married to Greta Gerwig. I'm not sure. Mm. But they've done a lot of movies together. That's you know, wild. the two of them. Yeah. And so it's like Noah Bomb. Yeah. So Noah Bomber's like, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. I'm getting a little Me Too right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was creepy. But uh, we know that Brian De Palma loves the ladies. Yeah. Uh, do so they- that explains why there's tons of ladies in this film. Tons of All ladies in bikinis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weirdly, no nips were ever shown. No, no butts were ever shown. No, I was really like I'm surprised. surprised because it, Brian De Palma usually does show a lot. Like of in the orgy boobs. scene, like there was almost boob everywhere you looked. Yeah, like I'm so surprised that somehow nothing slipped. I don't know either, man. Uh, but then, so yeah, it explodes. People, I guess, died, and uh, but not the beach bums. They survived. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! They they lived to fight another day. They lived to beach another bum. Yep. And then Swan, like, okay, so what's really cool is that Swan has all of these, uh, you know, com- like, secret doorways hidden in mirrors uh, around this uh, In the paradise, paradise. Yeah. building. He can open a mirror and, like, just go inside behind. Very Phantom of the opera ass. Yeah. You know? And, like, he straight up tilts, like, the little candelabras that are on the wall. Yeah, he and does. And then, like, like, he goes, like, er, and then, like, and, makes one crooked, and then yeah. the door opens And randomly. he was, like, watching video, because he has cameras everywhere in this They have place. a line in this, so I have a problem whenever they do this kind of shit in film except for when they just drop this one simple line. So if you're mm-hmm. ever making a movie just where somebody's going like to when whenever somebody's going to look at a security camera and you're like, "Why is it in the air vent? Like why are we seeing this super secretive thing?" Right. Just drop the one line of, "This guy's crazy. He put cameras literally everywhere." Done. Done. Cuz that's what they said. Yeah. They're like he's like, rigged right. this entire Makes place. Makes sense. He's watching everything. Yeah, and even in certain points you see the camera like turn to like face like the, if someone moves in the room they like and you, you, know? you can see like the shitty like because again if you don't drop this line I don't like it but they have a security camera looking at one dude talking and then when the other dude talks it cuts to camera 2 and yep. then you see like a different angle. And it's like as long as you just tell me that, that this guy is obsessed everywhere. and crazy yeah. and has so many cameras. Then it works. It's fine. Then it works. Then and you can do that. It's like Brian De Palma, he got something right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, I don't know. He nailed this whole movie. He it's nailed great. this whole fucking movie. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he, he's coming out of one of his video rooms, I guess. And then the Phantom confronts, well, the Phantom, uh, you know, Winslow, Winslow confronts him. He's the Phantom now. Right. Uh, but he confronts him. But they never call him the Phantom. They just say, they say Winslow, Leech, yeah. you know. Uh, so Winslow confronts him. And he's like, ah, 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 and he can't speak. 
for whatever reason. Right. His vocal cords, I think, were shot. I think, I think, yeah, probably frying half of his face, messed up his throat, and then also yeah. getting the metal teeth. Like, you I get it. Like, yeah. His tongue's probably fucked. And so, uh, yeah, Swan is confronted by Leech, and Swan says he'll help Leech uh, bring Faust to life. Like, hey, we'll do it your way, yeah, however we'll, you want it. We'll make this musical of yours. Yeah, which he's totally fucking lying. Well, yeah, because he's Paul Williams. Yeah. I mean, he's he's Swan. He's Swan. Yeah. I feel like Paul Williams might be a nice guy, but I could also just I'm see I'm pretty him sure he's like a pretty nice guy. Little conniving son of a bitch. Right. You're just so short and you're so skinny fat and I just want to, what's your game, Paul? Yeah. I can't tell if I want to hug you or pick you up like a little baby or just right. punch you in the mouth. Like. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, and so then next they cut to like they're auditioning all these women uh, for the for the lead role of uh, Faust. Right, you know, and uh, and Phoenix comes along and she sings and auditions and and uh, and he and she, uh, you know, and it's, it's shot like, the same way that we saw Philbin at the beginning when the Juicy Fruits right, were playing. Yes, and then uh, Wenslow showed up and was playing piano. It's shot in that same way, except instead of Philbin, now it's uh, Swan, right? And instead of Paul Williams, Swan. Uh, being like at the camera or whatever mm-hmm. it's winslow the yeah Phantom. yeah and uh it's yeah. kind of neat so then we you know we see we get to hear phoenix scene fi- sing finally and she's got, got a good voice she's got a really good voice you yeah. know and she sings the song really well and they're like that's the one she's got to be the lead yeah um i mean th- the phantom kind of chooses yeah winslow chooses and uh and then like we have this scene where winslow is um is like he's playing the piano and he's trying to sing. He's but in this sound- weird studio that Swan has and built. And Swan like is private. also it's in yeah. a secret room. And Swan has also put like this uh, electronic voice box on him so that he can speak. You know, but like and it sounds like this. It sounds really cool. It, it sounds it sounds kind of like you know like those smokers that have to hold up the little thing. Right. So now you sound like this. Yeah, that's exactly how it wow. sounds. Like. That's really good. My name is Professor Stephen Hawking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they they do that, and then uh, they're trying to figure out like how to get him to sing. I don't know why they do this. Like this is the only part. It's like, what is the point of this scene? Maybe I, I it's, think it's just maybe so, so like that he, he could talk. write the song. Yeah, and then like you know so he can so hear he the, can sing it and yeah and so maybe write but it, they yeah. never bring it back because because like they uh, Paul Williams kind of flips some switches you know and plugs in some plugs you know and, yeah and he's so like can, editing the audio that's coming out of this weird box so that he sings he sounds good when he sings. He sounds like a human being yeah. when he sings, and then he just says, "All right, well, if you need to sing, just plug yourself in like that." You yeah. know, um, and and when he unplugs him, then he still sounds like this. Yeah, but when he like has him plugged in, then you can. It you sounds sing like so normal. beautifully. Yeah, you know all yeah. that stuff. Uh, and uh, and then at this point, Paul Williams makes him sign the blood contract. Yeah, it's like I will produce your play, but you have to write for me. You know, I, I, I forget exactly what the contract was for. The, the well, it was literally for that. Yeah. It was just saying that if he writes all these things, then he's going to put this on. Yeah. So here's the legalities of it, and in it, um, you can't die unless I die. Yeah, Winslow, Winslow, straight up is reading this line, and he's like, "What? What the fuck does? What the fuck does this mean?" And it's like, uh, I, I forget exactly what it says, but it was, it was even like something that said like, uh. Anything that is not included in this contract will be dictated by Swan. So that's just like, well, okay, so now Swan can just make up his own rules now. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then it said that uh, Death Record in 
Incorporated or whatever will own the body, soul, spirit, name, voice, and works of Winslow. Of Winslow. Yeah. Leech or whatever. Yeah. Which I guess is a comment on the record label industry, the record industry. Sure. Where, you know, yeah. where they just kind of own everything. Yeah. Uh, you don't own anything uh, as the musician. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, and Winslow signs it in blood. Yeah. And he is now uh, Paul Williams' swans. Yeah. Uh, and then, let's see, what else happens then? Uh Oh yeah, so like he has to rewrite the uh, the Cantana with Phoenix as the lead. Uh you know, but Swan never intends to have Phoenix as the lead cuz I guess he I I read I didn't understand this in the movie so much, but like I read the Wikipedia, you know, article on this movie and it said that um Swan just was so upset that she was just so damn perfect. He's like she she can't do that. Oh, I just thought that Swan was like a conniving motherfucker who didn't that give too. a shit. That too. I, I didn't get that either. I, I understood that he totally had a thing for her, but he has a thing for like ladies, so that's yeah. why he has like orgies and shit. He's a sex shit. addict probably. Yeah. So then he um, finds this one thing that's important to Winslow, and he's like, well, now I fucking want to do that and piss off Winslow. Like, right. I'm just an evil guy. I'm an evil I felt dude. like he was just evil. Right. Which I think you're right. And then we have this scene where he's auditioning all these different acts to see who's going to be the lead. And what's really cool, this is a really cool scene because he's kind of in this uh, circular desk. and he's It's shaped exactly like a record. It's yeah. It's like a giant wooden record. It's got like the gold on the inside where the sticker is. And he's auditioning all these different acts just one by one, you know. And they're all singing the same song. Like they continue the song. Yeah. When one act stops, the other act picks up right where they left off. But it's all in different genres. Yeah. So first you have like, uh, you know, kind of like it's a kind folk of like Fleetwood Mackie. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or I would say more like, um, yeah, Fleetwood Mac, I guess, or like Mamas and Papas. I just, I guess, the like, way that they were dressed reminded me of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Or like Bob Dylan, you know, that kind of like you know folk rock type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And then you have like these two like you know, um, uh, like doo-wop girls, you know, do uh, do it, and then you yeah. have like. Uh, um, and then you got country. like the three like Ray Charles like backup oh, singers. Oh yeah, like you know Motown, like the soul. Yeah, yeah. And then you got but then you got country. Then you got country, and then you get glam rock beef. His name is Beef. His name is fucking Beef. And he is. This is where we started thinking a little bit more Rocky Horror, where it's like super sexualized, androgyny, like amb- right. ambiguously. Mm, queer yeah like it's, so it's interesting like, which is like because you know, i mean it's that, that's the heart of glam it's rock. 1974 so like you know bob dylan i'm uh, not bob dylan i'm sorry uh david bowie was already huge right right uh, and i'm sure uh i'm oh, looking at david bowie's junk right now i know i have a poster of david bowie my in right here in the office and uh, he just looks uh just amazing mm-hmm. in fact that's from the 70s yeah uh, I fr- i'm pretty sure it's hunky dory it is uh yeah yeah and uh, which is a great album. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Bowie is one of my favorite musicians ever. And uh, I, I, Iggy Pop, I think, was around this time too. Mm-hmm. He was the seventies, right? They were like boning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were, yeah. like hanging out so, doing cocaine and androgynous glam rock really was big thing in, in the in the mid seventies. You know, and, yeah. and and I wish it would come back. Yeah, because it's fucking great. Fuck, dude, and I'll bring this it back. Guy, and Beef is just amazing. Yeah, he, I mean, give he's me, just all Give this. me long leather boots and, and like fact, a thong. <laughs> uh, the guy uh, who played Beef, uh, he wrote music with Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead. So cool. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, so anyway, moving along. Uh, so yeah, he gets hired, uh, and they're like, "We're gonna make a star out of you, honey. A star, uh, or Beef. Yeah. You know, we're gonna make a star out of you. You can call me a honey. Yeah. And then Swan drugs Winslow, and steals." The rest of his uh, his uh, score, and then seals him inside the recording studio. Right, the, uh, because for the record, in the recording studio, 
Winslow has to like live there. That's part of the contract. Is like until this is done, he's right? Just living Can't be there. seen by the public. Yeah. You know. Um. Real quick, just gonna drop this for a hot second. I wrote a musical. I'm kind of bummed because it's, it's pretty much the same thing plot. as this movie. It's it's got the same. There's so many points in this movie that are in my musical, and I'm just like, well, fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I think I can still produce it and just because it's different enough. But it has the whole like I'm pretty getting sure locked Ryan, in a room. I'm pretty sure Brian De Palma won't come after you. Right, and if he does, he'd probably be like, that's nice. Want to go follow some ladies? <laughs> I'd be like, nope, thank you, Mr. No, De Palma. No, thank you, De Palma. And uh, so then, uh, let's see. So, yeah, so Swan steals the score. And he it's going to, and, you know, tries to seal off. Because he saw that Winslow had just written Winslow. the end. Yeah, and yeah. so he's like, all right, you're done, and I'm just going to seal you in here, and you're all drugged up anyway, so you're asleep. And so he like he, he seals it in the room by like putting up bricks. You know they has he has guys put up bricks for him. Yeah, and then that's what I was gonna say is he's already locked in there because there's like a sliding metal door. Right. But now he's gonna make bricks. He is sealed in on now. on Winslow's side of the sliding metal door. So now it's bricks and sliding oh, metal door. Oh, but Winslow wakes up and he finds his score is gone, and that they're going to perform Swan? it. Sorry, yeah. Swan, Swan, and he busts his way. Out of that room, out of the bricks, and he it, kills the two guards that are like standing watch. We never saw it, it doesn't show it, but I no. imagine that he just like woke up and was like, Fine, I'll take all of these drugs that you left on the table, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in slow motion, right? And then uh, uh, Winslow goes into, into Beef's uh, dressing room. And he threat like it straight out of Psycho. Beef is in the shower. <laughs> beef is first off. Beef is looking in his mirror, and there's a picture of Beef with lipstick on oh, his mouth. Beef is a fucking queen. I mean, he's amazing. I love Beef so much. Because he's just like, I can't even sing this. This is for a girl, and I'm a dude, and I can't sing this. <laughs> and they're like, All right, Beef, whatever you want, just make it yours. And he's like, Okay. And he's got like these like probably like. Four I'm, a, I'm a professional wooden, wooden platforms on. And he's yeah. like slipping around on stage. He's great. Beef is my favorite. And he's character got like glitter movie. all over his body. Beef is my favorite character from Beef this movie. Beef is fantastic. And uh, <laughs> and he so he, he's taking a shower. You know, he's singing the song after get doing ready. tons of coke. Oh, tons like, of coke. It shows him like have like a big bag of coke and he like snorts <laughs> he it and throws it on it. the floor and then i'm like why did he oh because there's like so much more that's he's just on the table a lot of coke. and then it shows him walk into the other room and he's doing like little he's keying the coke so he's just like one nostril one nostril and he's like ah, fuck it and then just snorts from the little thing that he's got yep and it's just like okay geez and then he drops that too and then he goes takes a sh- coked up shower so he can get super clean yeah <laughs> and then uh and then winslow comes into the dressing room and he stabs through the, the shower curtain and like and, rips and he pokes his one good eye through and he put and he takes his, uh, a toilet plunger and he sticks it on beef's face and I'm like ah oh, poop touched that yep and he's just like if you sing I will kill you you know yeah and, and he's like okay I'm not beef's gonna just sing like, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> I like how we both did that yeah you know? <laughs> and and then beef tries to leave. You know, and, and but Philbin is like, you can't leave. You have to go up there and sing. Yeah, Philbin's at this in like doing security at the line of all these girls being like, oh my god, we're gonna go see this fucking shit. Yeah, and then he like looks off to the side and he sees Beef coming down the stairs. He's like, all right, hold on, you the you random goon, watch the watch the line. And he goes over, and Beef is coming down the stairs in this fabulous, almost Santa Claus. Oh, it's straight up Santa Claus. Yeah, it's Santa, it's Santa Claus's Claus robe. robe. Yeah, yeah, but it's like his shower robe. Right. 
It's and, so fucking weird. And uh, <laughs> um, Philbin is just like, yo, where do you think you're going? I'm going home to Cincinnati to my, my grandmother. <laughs> but, uh, why? Because that guy's that maniac's going to kill me and I'm not going to be whoa, killed. Whoa, calm down, man. Have a kip of sandwich. You should just chill out. No, Wh- the guy what's... who wrote the songs, he said he's going to kill me if I sing. So you're I'm not going to be back sing. in time for the show. That's in like five minutes. What? Fine, I'll do it. Okay. That's literally what happened. Yeah. And and then we get so then we get the performance, right? And now it's the Beach Bums who are now the Undeads. Right, so which is the so Undeads, cool. formerly the Beach Bums, formerly Juicy Fruits. Right. Uh and the set is straight out of Dr. Caligari. It is the so like, fucking background. cool. And their makeup that they do is like kind of like Kiss, but they do like it, they make it look like the shadows so you, they have like, you know, uh, black triangle by the noses so it looks like you know shadows being cast by the nose right so cool like it's very artistic and their, the their guitars rad. have like swords on them and then and they're playing and they're the like microphone sh- has a knife on the yeah, end of it they're playing and they're like they have like all these dummies in the audience and they're like chopping off the limbs and heads of these dummies and everybody the whole audience is going wow yeah like it's Fuck fucking yeah. awesome going crazy so then they like cut off arms and then toss them to like their henchmen that are on the stage yeah and then like it's this great performance and the song's all about like uh what does he what does he say um we pledge allegiance to the man he's he's our savior he's gonna come and save us and our savior must be tall yeah and handsome and sing like a god and then they and then they like then straight out like james wales frankenstein they lift this platform up as it, as they like throw the body parts into this like yeah. box and then there's like other actors in the background doing like stitching motions yeah and then they electrocute the box and then out comes beef, beef. as like the new rock god yeah and he's like got like these crazy cool glittery blood stitches he's got one neck. glittery diamond right on his penis he does he's wearing I mean, you like, can't these see tiny... his penis but you see like on well, his shorts you can see his penis oh, yeah. he's got like these tiny the tight red shorts and there's just like one rhinestone at the tip of his dick and he and he just rocks out. He's and got he, like red lipstick and like gold eyeshadow yeah. and stuff. And he rocks out. He does like the whole like you know uh, tongue on the uh, fretboard, you know thing. Yeah, and he yeah. does like you know fucking. Uh, he does a Mick Jagger. Mick bit. Jagger. Yeah, bit. yeah. And he he's awesome. But the the fans low ain't happy. Yeah. So there's like a little um, neon light sign that's like pretty big and it's shaped like a lightning bolt and that's what turned on when beef got reincarnated in this like little scene um winslow swings it and it stabs beef and electrocutes him so now beef's like getting shocked and the way they elect they should do the electrocution effect is really cool because i'm assuming they didn't have a lot of money on this project right on this film uh but uh they they electrocute him and instead of like doing like like all these fancy like lights effects and, like, and skeleton thing, thing they just you know take out a few frames per second you know and they just so now know, he's make just it really jumpy as he's screaming yeah it looks really cool it's he's like, just see, like ah, that's ah, awesome ah, they're being creative and then and falls he over dead beef dead and he also bursts into flames too beef well done beef well done uh well more like beef charred mm. beef charred beef too done beef too done <laughs> overdone uh and uh um, waiter can i send this back and everybody's like but everybody thinks that's part of the show so we're like beef they're all beef, still like beef, excited beef, yeah they beef. want more beef but <laughs> where's the beef where's the beef <laughs> thank you i reference that commercial so often and nobody remembers it i mean i'm sure if we have any older listeners they will remember it they'll remember where's I, the beef it was not necessarily from my time but see i, I had a history to my my freshman year history teacher he like i forget why i brought it up but he's like you know in, in back in the day when i was a kid they had a uh, 
the these commercials for Wendy's. I went, where's the beef? And there's like this old lady that would go, where's, where's the, the beef? beef? You know. Yeah. Uh, just remember, where's the beef? <laughs> I forget what his point. Was. Eric Kobrick, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, please message me. What's the point of that story about telling where's the beef? I forget. Uh, and I'm sorry I forget because you were one of my favorite teachers ever. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Let bygones be guy bygones. Beef is dead. And watch your like teacher is just like that was the most important lesson that I was ever giving. <laughs> Failure. Why did I give you A's the, in that class? You the idiot. The one thing that you forget is where's the beef. I had a whole analogy for life hidden yeah. in that. Failure. You. I'm retroactively changing your grades to F's. You know, because uh, you're a full grown man, right? Now. You know, with a college degree and everything. And, yeah. But. Uh, and uh, then, but then Philbin's like, hey, you know, uh, goes to Phoenix. It's like, you got to go on. Like, why me? This, he, he just got killed out there. It's like, yeah, but we need someone to sing. The crowd's, the crowd's eating it up right now. Yeah. So she does, and she sings. And in the meantime, Phantom has gone from shoving the thing into beef and then going up onto the rafters where the light dude is and strangling him. So why? now he's got control of the spotlight. And he puts the spotlight on her. Yeah. And she sings, and it's beautiful. And she brings the whole house down. Not Everybody literally. Everybody loves them. Everybody loves, loves her. her. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like, yay, and beef. Yeah. In fact, they sh- they show beef being taken out in a stretcher, and everybody's still like, beef, beef. Well, beef, they were cutting beef. off limbs in the audience as part of the play or part of the show. So they thought it was probably so, part yeah. of the act, you know. But uh, then, uh, in Phoenix's dressing room, Swan like comes in and to seduce her, and just be like. I'm gonna make you a star, baby. And remember, Paul Williams is sexy as fuck. So <laughs> skinny little pooch man. <laughs> so he's like, I'm gonna make you a star, baby. Come back to my place and let's fuck. Well, he doesn't mm. say that, but basically it's like, let's fuck. Well, that's what happens. And she's walking through she's walking through the uh hallways and she goes up these stairs and then uh Winslow like grabs her and just like, you know, snatches her up to the roof. Yeah. And she's like, Ah, oh my god. And he shows her down to where where uh, Swan is parked in his limo, and he's like, "Don't go down there." You know, he's going to ruin your life. And, you know, he's going to tell you. He's telling you all these nice things. Who are gonna, you? It's like I'm, I'm Winslow. I'm Winslow Leach. Winslow's dead. No, it's me. Look. Oh, oh. my God, <laughs> fuck, dude. That, holy shit! Put, put that shit away. I lifted Get that my, out of here. I lifted my mask, by the way. Get that out of here. <laughs> put that thing back down. Uh, <laughs> uh, ah! So she goes with Swan still. He's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, he's be like, who's this half-faced man saying that he's You're my crazy. dead friend? You know? That I met once. Yeah, that I met once, you know? Yeah. Who apparently is the love of my life or is in love with me. Uh, but so she goes with him, with Swan. With Swan. And I guess they make love. They bone. Well. They don't really bone. They're just kind of lying on his bed in, in robes. I think that they continue to Post-bone. No, I think this is post-boning. This, no, the, he's got his shirt buttoned up at this point. And they're like canoodling, and oh, then yeah. she's like unbuttoning his shirt. She's giving a handy. And she's giving him yeah, a handy. Yeah, yeah, she gets very handy. No, handy. she's giving him a handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handy is like a tool man. Handsy is like Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Okay. And uh, so, <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks. That's a good one. And uh, um, but then. Uh, Will's, Winslow is like peering looking in. through like the moon, the sky, the sky, the scoot. sky roof. <laughs> yeah, the sky scoot, the moon scoot, moon roof, <laughs> the moon poop, the moon poop. But the sky roof. Yeah, you know, and, and he's watching them make love, 
And, and he's like fucking, starting to lose his shit. Yeah, but fucking Swan has a camera watching Winslow watching them. So watching he's, him, yeah. watching himself, watch him, watch Winslow, watch, watch him. Watch Watchception. Yeah, you know, and because, because I know that's I'm sure, how Swan gets off. I'm sure that he uses that camera so that he can watch himself watching himself fuck while watching himself fuck. So right. now he's watching himself fuck over Winslow, <laughs> watching him fuck. Phoenix, while he it's watches himself. It's all connected. It's all inevitable. <laughs> it's a loop. It's a fuck loop. It is a fuck loop. And Winslow can't take this anymore because that's the love of his life being ruined by yeah. this man, this madman. So what he does is he takes out a knife. Yeah. And he stabs himself with it. In the fucking heart, too. Yeah. And he falls down and he bleeds out. I also really like, okay, so you know how sometimes blood effects are a little cheesy? In this movie, they're very stylized. The blood is yeah. neon red. Like, yeah. Even the darkest frames, you can see the blood so well. Well, and that's a very Brian De Palma thing, because like, in Carrie, too, like the, 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 it's, it's the like blood is paint. bright yeah. red. Yeah. And, I think and, it's good. I like but it. it. And, and actually, his reasoning for that is like it has to pick up on film. You know, Which and it does. It has to register. Yeah, it yeah. does. You know, And we know it's not real, but like, hey, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so he stabs himself, and then all of a sudden, like, I guess time passes, and Swan comes up to the roof, with, and he's in an umbrella, because it's raining. After he toweled himself off. Right. After you know. the hot boning. Yeah. And then he pulls the knife out of Winslow, and Winslow's alive. And he says, you fool, you can't die unless I die. Like, you signed the contract, You signed dude. the contract. So then Winslow's like, fine, fuck you, stabs him, and he's like, dude... I'm I, under contract yeah. too, and like, pulls the blade out, and you're like, "What? What is going on? What? Like, there's another mastermind behind all right. this shit." And so, uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, we find out that Swan is going to marry. Um, oh yeah, Swan. Phoenix. Swan changes the ending of Winslow's Faust play. Yeah, where he's going to marry. Where him. instead of Faust descending into the pits of hell, like the story. He gets the girl and gets married. Yeah. So he tells Philbin while they're in a limo, he's like, hey, you're going to be a priest. You're going to marry us. I've always wanted to be a priest. Well, okay. Well, never knew that about you, but yeah. You're Dude, gonna... that was my childhood dream, being a celibate priest. Okay. Well, yeah. congratulations. I'm glad I could have done All this All this you. sex was for nothing. Yeah. All the sex I had with the hot babes and the and some dudes, all for nothing. Right. I I always forget that you accidentally boned Winslow. I'm surprised that he still tried to talk to me after that. I guess the dress was very convincing. <laughs> and he's just like Winslow's just like I need to talk to Swan. And I ouch. Okay, hold on, hold on. Can I talk to Swan? Okay, okay. A little. Could you more. at least use some lube yeah. first? You. <laughs> and then Philbin's just like. Why you sound like a dude? <laughs> You're a weird lady. I like you. Where's your vagina hole? I only see an asshole. <laughs> like, um, I don't. Can I talk to Mr. Swan now? He's like, oh, no. Just, just one second. Just one second. Yeah. Oh God. Um. So yeah. So I guess Philbin has this long hidden desire to be a priest. Whatever. Uh. But then, uh. When, uh so, Winslow uh, goes into the paradise, and he finds this tape. Uh, it's in like Swan's room Swan's like or office whatever. or whatever yeah. and it's of Swan like from 20 years ago in 1953 yeah and he's and he's saying and he's like talking to the camera and he's just like I I'm getting old and I don't want to live anymore I, I'd rather be young than than get old I'd rather die than get old um, so I'm gonna kill myself and he's and, sitting in this like bubble bath he's got yeah. like a hookah full of opium yeah and he's got a razor blade like the old timey shavy shavy razor and then you see the reflection his reflection just like kind of turn and go 
Swan. Hmm? Don't kill yourself, Swan. But that's what I'm trying to do. Man, I am fucked up right now. Don't you want to be young again? I want to be forever young. I can make you that. I want to be forever young. I mean, you called me after all. Oh, shit. I guess I did. Fuck, dude. I'm so high right now. Sign this contract. Okay, shit. I mean... Blood, though. Okay. Ink I, won't work. Okay, well, I was already thinking of slitting my wrist. I guess my soul's damned either way. Fuck it, dude. Let's party. <laughs> Let's party. Hold on a second. Woo! Okay, blood you're, time. You're losing. Okay, fine. That that works. Oh, dude. I am so, Do you want something? Can mirrors smoke? No. Can There's you, no smoke in mirrors. Can I... Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, can I smoke though? Sure, why not? You're not gonna die though, so you can never die. As long as this picture of you stays around, the picture will get older, but you will stay the same age. As like long that, as it doesn't get destroyed, you will live. But if it gets destroyed, you will die. Like in that book by the fabulous Englishman. Yes, exactly. Where did my clothes go? I'm in a bath. <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. This is my bad. This is bubbles. Uh, that's basically that scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, so, yeah, and then it cut, then like uh, the next tape plays and it's of a swan hat making uh, Winslow sign the contract, you know, and then right. it shows live where where swan is making uh, Phoenix, Phoenix sign, sign, a, sign a blood contract saying, yeah. you know, she will be his forever until death do they part. Right. And then they show swan telling uh, Philbin that hey a guy once you say till death do us part an assassin is gonna take out Phoenix and yeah kill her yeah it's like okay uh, <laughs> sure so and then so uh, what's his name uh, Winslow sees this he's like no <laughs> no so he destroys all the tapes he destroys the picture which destroying the picture breaks the curse breaks the curse so he, they're starting to get married. They're gonna, they're about to get married, and 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 Philbin's saying, you know, do you? And, and Winslow take is looking man? at like the security camera panel and sees inside the air vent. This is why I toss that out there at the beginning. Yes, they're like, I have problems when movies do this, and they don't explain that Swan is nuts and has cameras literally in air vents because he might need it. We see an assassin like take his briefcase out and build his little sniper rifle, and he's leaning out of this one specific air vent, and he's about to shoot. Yeah, and then so uh, uh, Winslow rushes to him, mad dash across the, uh, you know, around the, the building to get to him before yeah. he takes a shot while Philbin's going, do you take this man to be a lawfully wedded husband from, say, in sickness and in health, blah, blah, blah. Do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded uh, wife in sickness and in health? Till death? <laughs> I like your drunk priest. <laughs> do us. Dude, this is the, husband, uh, the wife. <laughs> I the know. audience is just like, um. <laughs> uh, by the way, the audience is like so fucking crazy for this. Yeah, well, the audience is always crazy in this film. It's, I they mean, I like guess these, it is. They have the a 70s. bunch of women in like. It is a lawless time. It is a lawless time. But they have like a bunch of women in these like feather bikinis, and they're also like, yeah! I mean, okay, <laughs> hold on. Let's clarify the women are not screaming. The women in the feather bikinis are on stage, and they're doing this kind Calmly of like. Calmly dancing. It's, it's kind of like this slow, almost waltzy motion. They're, they're, they've got that sort of Vegas showgirl look to them. They've got yeah. these but hats the on that have. Going they've got nuts. these hats on that have these sharp beaks. Yes. and then big feathers, and they're doing this kind of Ooh, thing. Kind of like then, owls. Yeah, like Ooh. Winslow's mask. Ooh. Dun dun mask. Um, but then yeah, the audience is just like, "This is the fucking best 
shit. This is crazy. Oh my god. I'm gonna get up on stage. And then his buddies are like, don't get on stage. Get the fuck down. He's like, I can't help myself. I'm just so full of energy. And then we're just like thinking like, they all did cocaine. Okay, so right? I mean, it's the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> It was like legal then, I think. Right. No, I it wasn't know. legal. It's was just rampant, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, I so then while legal. they're getting, so then like till death, and then he gets to till death do us part. And right when he says part, the guy takes the shot, but uh, uh, Winslow like grabs the rifle and, and like scoots it, it and just scoots a little it, bit. And so he shoots Philbin instead. Yeah. Straight through the fucking head. Straight through the head. Yeah. Philbin dead. So the priest dead. Well, at least he got to die doing he what he loves. He got to die doing what he, <laughs> realizing his lifelong dream. And uh, so Philbin dies, and then uh, let's see. For the record, this whole time Swan has been wearing this like oh yeah, this uh, like silver like, mask, silver mask, yeah. yeah. And then it falls off, uh, and it reveals like this monstrous like all these scars and everything. Yeah, on like his, his face. face looks like his face looks like um like bacon. Yeah, mm, bacon. Yum. And he like starts choking uh, Phoenix, and he's like, "Give me your voice. I want your voice. Give me your voice." Uh, maybe that's what the contract was like. You know, you'll give me your voice. Sure, you know, sure. And it's like okay, Ursula, you know? yeah, <laughs> and uh, girl, chill, girl, chill. Uh, in fact, though, if they ever remake a uh, uh, Little Mermaid into a live action movie, Paul Williams should play Ursula. That would be fun. There, that'd be fun. Yeah, or yeah. or Laverne Cox. I don't know. Okay. Uh, she'd be great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, then, uh, oh, right. Will Winslow grabs one of the ha- the hats from the showgirls. And just stabs uh, Swan. Swan with it. Because these hats do have like these giant sharp beaks. Yeah. And he stabs Swan with it, which then reopens the wound in Winslow. So now his heart's bleeding out. And he, so he's bleeding out and he's like crawling towards Phoenix. And he takes off his mask and you see like his, you finally, we finally see his face. Yeah. You know, and it's like his eye is all deformed. His and eyes his, like bulging out of the side of his yeah, skull because his, his face is all crushed in yeah. from the the record press and he's like and he he's he's trying to get to uh phoenix who's like screaming for him but then she realizes oh it's winslow like it really is it him. is really winslow yeah. and then she, he dies in her arms yeah and that's the end of the movie yeah what a movie it was a really cool film what a flick it was a really cool film it was it, like I, I, I think, you know, this is how good the movie was. I don't think we did it, it did it enough justice talking about it. And it's not, I mean, I think we did a pretty good job laying, laying it I out. I feel like this is the first time that we never, like, was like, okay, but this part fucking sucks. Yeah. This whole I mean, movie, my whole thing was just kind of like, I mean, I love this movie. It's great. I'm just like, why? Like, <laughs> like why did he decide to make this? Right. Like, like what? that's such a weird amalgamation doing um, Faust and Family Dorian Gray and, and yeah. Phantom. It's just a weird it's combination. Weird. Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so if you have not seen this movie, we Go highly it recommend it. If you, you like rent it on cult YouTube, films, if you like musicals, if you like rock operas, yeah, if, if you, you like, like Brian De Palma, if you like Paul Williams, <laughs> if you like Dorian Gray, if you yeah, like Phantom yeah. of the Opera, or Faust, or Faust, you know. But really, check this movie out. It's really cool. If you like weird seventies, we movies, have not talked about this yet. The soundtrack is banging. Oh yeah, every the single music, song. Every song it is, is a great. musical. Sorry that we kept not talking about the music. But the it music is, is amazing. Yes. Just go look up, because we don't have much time. We don't have much that we can tell you other than look it up. Listen look to up the soundtrack the sound- of yeah, it's a really the Phantom great of the Paradise. It's a really great soundtrack. If you Paul- like old-timey rock and roll, yeah. boogie-woogie, uh, fucking doo-wop. Um, Paul Williams wrote 
wrote all the music, uh, yeah. and which get, he had to do the job of like making you know different genres of music for this, and he did a great right, job. Like right. all those songs didn't feel like they were just written to fit a genre; they all like felt like they were within that genre. Yeah, it seems like it fit within the age. Like yes. all these different musicians were coming up to play different styles, and it works because the songs weirdly work together, even though they're all in different styles. Absolutely, absolutely, really cool film. Yeah, I, I highly recommend this movie. This even was if, so even fun if you're to watch. listening to this and you're like a songwriter, check this out. This will give you some cool inspiration and see how you can do things differently definitely definitely and uh although i will say it, it just uh, probably to enjoy it even more like you could probably enjoy this being sober but i it might be even more fun if you got high just, or got just, drunk watching it just because it's so wild and so crazy it is a just, trip it is a trip and it's easy to follow too yes like, it's very easy to follow that's that's what's nice about it it's, like, not, it's not like convoluted. holy mountain or something where you're just like what am i looking at right it's not yeah. convoluted it's very streamlined you know it's mm-hmm. very easy to follow and uh and really really well done yeah like, i'm sad this was a failure but i'm glad it's lived on it's a classic uh, right. it's a cult classic it's, right. it's kind of gained a popularity uh so yeah so hey and if you like this movie you know let us know talk about you know what 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 you like about it uh and in the comments uh anywhere and hey keep, make sure to keep rating us uh you know we have a few ratings uh across the board on our different uh, the different places where we have the podcast keep doing that helps get the show seen more uh by other people we really appreciate it and uh, yeah, I I have nothing else to say. Yeah, uh, no, that's I, think that's, the, I think that's pretty that's, much it. Yeah, that's the end of the movie, and uh, that's the end of the episode. And I don't know, Remy, do you want to do a Brian De Palma month? I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah, just like toss out a few Brian De Palma movies. Yeah, because they're interesting. They're bad. They're good. They're wacky. They're they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, so well, at least okay. So we'll do. At least one more. Right. Uh, and, and then we'll see how we feel. We'll see how we feel. We might ride this train out for a bit. Yeah. We might not. Just because, you know, this is fun, and this is right up our alley uh, yeah. in terms of movies. So I'm just going to make it the call right now. Next week, next film we're watching, Jim Johnson, get ready. We're watching Your Star Turn. Raising Kane. Yes, starring John Lithgow. Wee. Yes. I love John uh, Lithgow. Yeah, I love him. And he's in a lot of Brian De Palma movies, too. I believe like that. I feel lot. like most of those guys just stuck with Brian De Palma. Yeah, which is funny because Brian in the documentary about Brian De Palma, I won't go more into detail about this next week. But De Palma, uh, you know, says like people always want to like cast Lithgow as like this nice, you know, guy, you know. But I always cast him as like kind of the villain, you know. Because right. there's one movie of of uh, I think it was Obsessions that Lithgow was in that was also at the same time that they made Harry and the Hendersons. No Do you remember way. Harry and the yeah. Hendersons? Oh, yeah. Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should watch that movie sometime. That movie's wild. I haven't seen that since <laughs> I was a kid. Great. Uh, just as a throwback episode. That yeah. movie's fucking great. Uh, but yeah, you know, he, people try to get him to do all these family movies where like, this, he's this fun guy, you know? But then Brian De Palma makes him like the villain and this fucked like, up sadistic, guy in all yeah. these movies. So yeah, so that's going to be fun. Raising, and you have not seen Raising Cane, nope. right? All right, I'm you're, excited. You're in for a trip. Uh, that's I'm next excited week. to raise my cane. We're going to continue at the festival of Ryan, Brian De Palma. Ryan. Ryan B. De we are, we are announcing May, formally uh, submitted. Known as May. <laughs> yeah, formally, formally known as May will now officially be called the Festival of Brian De Palma. Thank All you, right. ladies and gentlemen. And we'll see you next week. And hey. Stay obscure. I'm JG. Oh, fuck I off. I say that every time. <laughs> but stay obscure, everybody. It's a fun show. Hey guys, JG again. One quick word before we go. 
Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at OOTSS Podcast. Again, that is at OOTSS Podcast. Make sure to send us your movie suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. If there's any weird movie that you love or maybe you've heard of and you want us to watch it, let us know. We may just watch it. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for another episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen.